Before this episode starts, I want to display a trigger warning. This is a trigger warning. In this episode, I will be talking about sexual assault, harassment, abortion, and rape, and I will be focusing on women. If any of these topics trigger you or you're sensitive to them or they make you uncomfortable, please skip this episode and listen to any other episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Apparently I Exist. Um, thank you guys for all the support and for listening. I really appreciate it. So this is a heat in the, this is the heat, this is like a heat in the moment episode because I just went on a rant, <laughs> kind of like on my Instagram because I just watched the movie Blonde, which is not a biopic, but it is based on a book, not written by Marilyn Monroe, not approved by Marilyn Monroe in any way. It's written by some, is it a guy? I'm not sure. Uh, I think something Oates, like that, that's their last name. And it's based on like kind of like elements of her life, but it's fictionalized a lot of things. It's made up and they made a movie about it starring Ana de Armas. And it's fucking trash. And I'm going to tell you why. And it makes me furious and mad. So today's topic is going to be about women in Hollywood and how, you know, first of all, how they're portrayed, how they're um, mostly we're focusing on their on how they're portrayed and the reason why, you know, women in Hollywood are so behind from men in Hollywood. There has been some regression, you know, compared to the 50s, the 60s, you know, now there's a difference, but it's like there's so much more work to be done. And I'm very passionate about things like this because, you know, I also want to get in the industry. I'm interested in getting into the industry. So it's like, do better, do fucking better. Because I'm so angry. I'm so fucking angry. Okay. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read my letterbox review. So, okay. Initial thoughts about the movie. It. I heard about it. And I was going to watch because I was like, okay, I like Ana de Aramas. I heard that she does a good, you know, this is like a good role. Like she did a very good job. So I was like, okay, I want to watch it. But I also heard negative reviews. It has an NC-17 rating. So basically, NC-17 is above rated R. It basically means there's a lot of fucked up shit in the movie. Like, it's fucked up. Like, HBO Max type of fucked... HBO type of fucked up. And there is a lot of fucked up things in the movie. And it makes me mad because they're not even... They didn't happen in real life. It's fucking made up. So, first, I don't know how this movie got approved. I know there was, like... um problems with it getting approved like it wasn't getting approved because people were like what the fuck is this shit but then somehow Netflix got it and it premiered at the Venice Film Festival and all these festivals and it was getting um negative reviews but also good reviews because like the cinema I'm not gonna lie cinematography is cool and that does a fantastic job but I'm gonna tell you the main reason why this movie shouldn't have been made because you're taking a real person a respected person in Hollywood Marilyn Monroe is an icon in Hollywood. She is like the original it girl of Hollywood. You're taking her life and a lot of the struggles and that she had in her life, a lot of the situations that happened may or may not happen. You're taking elements of a real person's life. And this person had the audacity to write a book about it and fictionalize some things. And then they have the extra audacity to make a 
fucking movie about it, taking a real person's life, some things that may have happened in her life, and fictionalizing and adding things up for drama. And it just it's just trauma, trauma, and triggering things that happen in the movie, like one after the ex, also one after the next. And also, like the plot does not make any fucking sense. It's all over the place. There's a lot of like, I guess the shots were kind of cool, but it's a lot of back and like not a back and forth, but very like skip, skip, skip. We're going here, we're going here. And it's like, okay, I, I've seen that in movies. Sometimes that's a style, but like, I'm just like, also like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's the first reason why it's disrespectful. Another thing that this movie does is it's too much. One thing, the big biggest problem I see with it is that it tries to be, I think a lot of what a lot of Oscar bait movies do this or a lot of drama movies, serious movies, they want to be progressive, which is nothing wrong with, Nothing is wrong about being progressive. But there's a way to be respectful about it without over-exceeding it, you know? They want to be progressive. They want to show the ugly stuff, which is like, okay, show the gritty, ugly stuff. But there's a limit. Like, they over-exceed that limit in this movie. And they do it again and again and again. And they keep doing it, like, putting it on top of each other. And that's why it's like, this is, what the fuck is this? This is so disrespectful. And this is, like... And the, another thing that makes me angry is that they they marketed it off as a biopic, which it is not a biopic. It's fiction. It's not real. But it's a real person. So that's why everybody's like, what the fuck? Like, why did they make this movie? Exactly. So back to the whole progressiveness thing. It talks like so many Oscar bait movies try to be progressive, try to show this real ugly stuff. But it's like, did you really need to show that to prove a point? And another thing that makes it like another layer that makes it disrespectful is that they try to pull it off like oh i need to show this stuff and they make it artsy they make the cinematography cool they make the music cool they make it art they say this is art when it's actually just trauma and triggering and disrespectful and they pass it off as art that's what's fucked up so okay let me read my letterbox review okay i gave it one star you can literally not give it like a half star or like no stars but um okay quotations i'm reading it now okay i'm literally writing this with 37 minutes left but what the fuck i know that the book takes elements of maryland's life and fictionalizes some things first the story structure and plot is kind of all over the place and the movie mostly highlights how she was exploited sexualized and objectified which is all true and we all know that and have seen that before but this movie does it a hundred times worse i usually never skip when i watch movies but i had to skip multiple parts in the movies in the movie it was like torture i don't know i couldn't do it the rape scene with the president the abortion scene like did we really need to see that honestly i guess they were trying to be progressive and be like quotations look how horrible this is but it was like these people claim they're feminists and for women and for women but they're really just misogynists also the amount of times they made another arma say daddy and strip nude like be for real women are already dehumanized so much in the media and this is the reason why turning the pain and suffering she went through into some kind of fabricated torture porn and making it look um quotation marks interesting but the cinematography is disrespectful let the woman rest in peace her life was hard enough I will say the score was beautiful. Shout out to the cinematographer. And I love Ana Darmas and she did an amazing job with what was given to her. But she deserves better. I'm just going to forget that she visited Marilyn's grave to ask permission to do this movie because that was questionable. Dot, dot, dot. That's it. So, yeah, the whole progressive thing, it was just... We're going to talk about elements about the movie that parts I had to skip. 
so in the beginning of the movie it talks about like her mother and how she didn't know her dad and like it's fucked up her mom is like schizophrenic i think she has mental health issues and um there's a part of the movie where she tries to drown her when she's like six years old in the tub and then she escapes and then they send her to an orphanage and then she becomes like a bit i think a basis in the movie is like saying how marilyn monroe is a different completely different person it's like the mask that she puts on norma which is her real name norma jean oh my god am i getting that right how did i already norma jean that's the real her marilyn is just somebody else it's not her she doesn't like marilyn she doesn't want to be marilyn anymore and so there is there's a threesome i had to skip that part too because i was like why do you need to show this like do you really need sex scenes in movies like be for real do you really need to how does a sex scene progress the story like let's be for real do you really need talking about excessive nudity like talking about euphoria and stuff like a lot of the sex scenes is unnecessary unless like you do not need a sex scene unless it pushes the plot forward if not you don't need a fucking sex scene we don't need to see that shit but that's a whole other thing euphoria has excessive nudity excessive sex scenes and like okay i guess they're trying to show what high school is like but what fucking high school is this what is this like an all-white high school because that shit does not happen in other ones <laughs> at least what i'm concerned of like i just that's it's just too much but um so there's a scene there's two rape scenes the first scene she goes into this audition or i think like a meeting with a director and she's like oh she tells him stuff and he straight up doesn't listens bends her over and rapes her and she leaves the room crying and that scene was hard to watch i had to skip it they show like a black screen and they it's like a black screen and you hear it but it's like in a way that's worse you know not showing it okay like not showing it just having a black screen it just makes it worse and it was very triggering also there was no trigger warning when the movie started no trigger warning at all when it's like i guess you can do your own research but there was no like i feel like there should be something because there's a lot of fucked up shit in it and you know some people legit it doesn't matter how old they are they can't watch this type of stuff it's just so triggering you know and that rape scene i was like okay this yeah it'll show like okay marilyn was shooting this way also but also it's like what does this really happen because half of the shit is fake the second rape scene was so out of fucking line so out of line so Marilyn Monroe sang happy birthday to President John F. Kennedy. And there was rumors going around that she had an affair with him, that they were having, you know, sexual, you know, things going on. But it was, I think, I believe it was, oh my God, sorry, the helicopter or the airplane. It was, I believe it was denied. Those rumors were never true. Like never confirmed, never, you know. Um, I believe, yeah, I believe she said they weren't true. So it's like, what the hell? And... She's straight up like the Secret Service take her in there and she's like, what am I, a piece of meat being delivered? And it kind of like foreshadows what's going to happen. He rapes her. I had to skip this part too, but in Netflix, you know how when you skip something, you can see it on the screen. Um, I already knew it was, as soon as she said that line, I was like, oh, fuck. And then she walked into the room and he was like in his underwear. Um, you can skip this. if This is also triggering just me explaining it. But I skipped it, and it looks like he – I searched it up, like, online. And he tells her to, like, 
suck his dick and then like he's straight up he like he's like forcing it so he's she's being raped and i had to skip it but i saw it like on the screen when i was skipping it and i was like oh my god no fucking way did they do this when it ended she goes to the bathroom and she bleeds and she loses she has a miscarriage and then she wakes up the next day and she's naked covered in blood naked there's so many points in this movie where she's topless for no reason and that she's topless for no reason it's like excessive you know that whole thing and it's kind of funny because Marilyn Monroe she was objectified she was sexualized she was exploited in Hollywood they made her do things you know dread the photo shoots were just like excessive like sexualizing her objectifying her and then they have Anna Adams playing Marilyn Monroe in this movie and she's topless in so many scenes for no fucking reason when I think the point of this movie was to show how Marilyn was treated in Hollywood and all her like pain and suffering but you're exploiting that and you're being disrespectful about it like don't make like it's just it's just audacity you know it's just <laughs> I'm getting so mad. <laughs> it's just audacity. Um, another thing I want to talk about in this movie that was also triggering is that there's an abortion scene. She goes through one abortion, and there's like like her having miscarriages, like a big kind of like a big role in this movie. And she has an abortion, and they show it when it's like okay, they showed it when um, Cassie had it in Euphoria, but there's a POV shot of her vagina like literally them opening with like you're the baby basically and it's like come on come on like how fucking did you need to do that did you need to do that that is the question you need to ask did you really need to fucking do that is it necessary it's not and then um it's her saying no i changed my mind i don't want to do this anymore i don't want this and then they i think say date her and then there's like three miscarriages in the movie and I literally wanted to turn it off at this point I don't know why I didn't um the baby starts like when she has like the baby's in her she knows she's pregnant it starts talking to her from her belly he's like um he or she not sure but it shows like literally the fetus and then it shows it growing in her stomach like um and then it um it's hard for me to talk about because it's just like I got triggered. I literally was getting so triggered. I wanted to cry. So I had to skip it. It was saying, it was talking to her. The baby was talking to her. He was like, you're not going to do what you did to me last time, right? You tried to get rid. I was like, is this fucking, is this fucking Catholicism class? What kind of anti-abortion shit is this? And they try to pass on as being with Marilyn, siding with Marilyn, siding with woman. When you're doing this anti-abortion shit, I was like, are you? for real right now and it does it multiple times in the movie and it was like oh my god you're really gonna do that you're really gonna do that okay sorry I'm gonna record myself because <laughs> I want to see how heated I look but um they did that and I was like okay wow we're doing this wow 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 um yeah I was just very like it was just very shocking to me. It was shocking. It was shocking. But um, there's been a lot of stuff coming out this year. I talked about this with Chandler as well with that new movie Amsterdam with David O. Russell, a horrible director. Horrible. He's done horrible things. And 
he gets to make this movie with that's probably cost billions of dollars and he has an a-list cast a-list cast like not even like every person has like an oscar nom or they've won something and they get people these people in hollywood get to fucking make movies like i don't know how blonde was like passed through and they could do it and i know it's like people want to say this bullshit thing like freedom of expression but it's like whoever wrote that you're going to hell electric chair you're going to fucking hell you need to go to jail you need to go to jail because this is like it's royally fucked up so oh my god see my voice is getting lost because of this shit okay so i took a journalism class two semesters i think two semesters ago last semester i don't i fuck i don't even remember but we talked about tvs and movies and cultivating gender differences so i'm gonna read some of my old notes i found these notes and so these are the notes gendered screens unequal underpaid underrepresented the two use women are unequal to men underpaid and underrepresented in television and movies for the most part television does not represent or reflect reality although men are overrepresented in the media we still see them portray in fairly narrow ways the action hero the soldier the tough guy you know there's stereotypes and then um this all of those like even like take i don't watch the boys but what i've seen from it like it leads to the promotion of violence and normalization of harmful harmful behaviors so media has the power to normalize men's violence you know okay let's talk about women in hollywood so this is from the women's media center so they do like research and they see like the percentages they do all the calculations and everything and so it says women account for 50 percent of moviegoers 50 percent that's half then 100 most women in the industry are casting directors and producers. Very, very little are the creators, meaning very little women are, they're not, they're not directors, they're not the screenwriters, they're not the people making the movie happen and having the mind, the brain behind the movie. That's why a lot of shit's like, take this movie, it was made, it was directed by a man. The viewpoint, the male gaze, when we talk about the male gaze and the female gaze, they're very different very different an amazing movie with female gaze is little women directed by greta gorig amazing female gaze movie promising young woman another good movie um ladybird a lot of greta, greta gorig movies you know and um so this means like women are casting directors casting directors choose the actors the producers they like pay the money for it they're not the creators they're not the people behind it so men are telling female stories stories that they can't tell it'll never be the same if you're a man if you're a man even if you're a gay man like you cannot understand what a woman goes through because you are not you know it's just not the same six percent of composers are women this is composers talking about music most female characters are white in the top 100 films in 2019 the least amount were latinas Woo. okay so we're looking at 2019 so this is like a chart. Women's Media Center investigation to the 2019 gender and non-acting Oscar nomination. So you don't remember the movies that came out in 2019. It was Roma, A Star is Born, Black Panther. Not Black. Oh, my God. Not Black Panther. I'm sorry. Um, there was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Irishman, those movies. So in the Academy Award nominations for all nine, 19 non-acting categories, 75% were men, 25% were women, 
for Best Picture. 80% were men and 20% were women. For cinematography, 100% of them were men. There was a very, there's so many female cinematographers out, out there, but barely none of them get recognized. For directing, all the nominees were men. None of them are women. For film editing, 100% win. For adapted screenplay, 8% were women, which means one woman, and 92% were men. For original screenplay, 12.5% were women, 87% were men. For documentary feature, 53% were women, 47% were men. And for documentary short, 22% were women and 78% men. So you see how men take over everything and they're telling female stories which are not for them to tell and that's why these stories come out so fucked up and they come out with excessive nudity and things like that because it's like they don't, they're, it's the male gaze. So if you ever watch the Oscars and you know about Frances McDormand, she did an Oscar speech when she talked about inclusion writer. So if you don't know what inclusion writer is, it's important that in your contract, when you're an actor, look at me, me knowing this shit. Okay, anyways, it's important that in your contract, when you're an actor, you look for inclusion writer. So inclusion writer means an actor or a content creator, which is either a director or writer, requests the actor or the creative director, director, writer, they have the power to do this. Every person has the power to do this. Requests that the studio makes the addendum sorry part of the contract between the actor and content creator and studio on the theatrical promotion picture series web content now entitled project name the director and casting director will audition at least one female and one person from any other underrepresented group for all supporting roles it includes the possibility of casting a female in a role scripted for a man or whose gender is unspecified so non-binary for ops, for off-screen positions, there's the same type of casting. So basically, inclusion writer is something that an actor or content creator can have in their contract with a studio, and it says, hey, we need to audition at least one female person and one other person from an underrepresented group for all roles. It doesn't matter if it's listed as a man. It means that like they can cast a female for a man role. Like You need to cast and have everybody to be able to have the opportunity to be in this movie when you're casting. So that's an important thing to have because this means inclusion, representation, diversity is such a big thing. And you don't want, I was talking about this with Chandler as well, you don't want just a splash of color. You don't want the diversity higher. You want real diversity. Real diversity, meaning everybody gets a chance. Everybody gets the opportunity. That's what we want. This not only goes for women, this goes for underrepresented minority groups like Black and Brown, Asian um, Muslim goes for all of them. So it's very important. Um, there's a thing about hypersexualization and objectif objectification of women that I also want to talk about. That's also in my notes. If I can find them. Sorry. If I can find them. I'm out. Oh my god. Can I even find it to be honest though? Okay, the impact of okay, this is the note. The impact of the impact. Oh my god, I can't fucking talk. The impact of objectifying women and men. So 
In daily life and in the media, there's a focus on a woman's appearance. This underlies their objectification. So research has shown that focusing on a woman's physical appearance in a video or still image reduces her perceived competence and warmth and morality. It lit- so it literally reduces her to her body image. Women are also viewed as less intelligent after people view them with more of their body showing relative to their face, which is also something that happened with Marilyn Monroe. They thought she, they just portrayed her as some dumb blonde, which is very smart. A growing body of evidence shows that when people focus on women's physically physical attributes, women are literally objectified, meaning they're seen as an object that you can fuck, not a human being with emotions, not something that has like feelings, an object, a toy that you can fuck. So movies that come out like this, it's just like, okay, the purpose was to show it, right? To show the bad stuff in her life. But it's like, there's been movies about Marilyn Monroe before. It's like, did you need to do it again? And did you need to show all the pain and suffering? Let her rest in peace. This is a dead woman you're talking about. And you keep bringing up the trauma. And they had the audacity to go to her grave and be like, oh my God. I don't know. I can't believe she said this, but I know that she was like, I believe her ghost was there. Like she would throw stuff. And I think she was saying it was okay. I was like, no girl, she was angry. She was angry that you were doing this stuff because it's uncalled for and it's very disrespectful. Like, please let her rest in peace. Damn. But that was my little rant. I don't want to say anymore. It's about to be 9 PM. My voice is giving out. So that's it. That's it for this episode. I'm very passionate about this stuff. Um, yeah. If you didn't listen to this episode, it's totally okay. There was a, I talked about a little bit of triggering stuff. I hope you got a little bit more educational about this and you know about inclusion writer and stuff like that if you want to get in the industry, if you're interested about this stuff. But yeah, thank you for listening and I'll see you guys in the next one.